Welcome back, guys. This is Mountain Meditations. This is our fifth episode, the first season. Uh, we've been talking about why different topics are popular. Today, we're going to be talking about what, Tristan? We're talking about anime. And we have our first guest on today. Andrew, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I'm Andrew. I'm uh, 24. I've been anime fan since I was a kid. So this is uh, this episode is basically my entire wheelhouse. So, you know, that's what it be. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like an intervention. We can uh, hi Andrew. <laughs> hi. Oh, oh I see how it is. Sure. <laughs> is anime a drug or a disease? Both. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, you know. <laughs> anime is my drug, and I'm a chronic user. <laughs> that is uh, that is probably the worst thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth in probably my entire lifetime. All right, let's focus, guys. So we're going to be talking about <laughs> why it's popular. So I also had another guest that I wanted to invite on. His name is uh, Hampton. He's a friend of mine, but he w- didn't make it today. But he had some talking points that I wanted to start us off with for why uh, anime is popular. So he mentioned some celebrities having an interest in it. So Michael B. Jordan, uh, Elon Musk are both part of that andrew you had one you wanted to talk oh, about Oh, you can't freaking lil be the base gods twitter feed like half my twitter <laughs> timeline has just been retweets of people sending him anime characters and him putting like bottom text top text that says thanks base god i'm like oh good lord <laughs> <laughs> this is it so yeah we, we have stuff like that going on so i think that makes it more like normalized that makes it okay because it mainstreams um, it well, girls are very attracted to Michael B. Jordan, for example. So, um, him being... So am I, but, you know... Yeah, oh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it, but, you are legally so, obligated to be. Him yes. watching anime is going to be a thing where it's like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes it okay then. Uh, another yeah. thing is, like, they the um, modern anime has a lot of popular tropes that are reflected in American culture as well. So, you have, like, the... Uh, it's you versus the world, you know, bettering yourself, like things like that. I think that's really inspirational for people to watch, especially Americans. Yeah. And I think about it too. Like you have like such a unique genre, like animation is such a wide umbrella. You can make anything possible. If you think it and have the ability, you can animate it. And something like anime that has like consistent tropes and stuff like that, it's just a unique art form and like yeah. platform for storytelling that it really is a compelling interest. And as it's become more mainstream, they've been able to incorporate it in more like we're starting to get like anime movies and movie theaters that get full theatrical releases, not just these three theaters on a Wednesday show my anime movie. True. Yeah, and that really goes into something that uh, really reflects how, like one of the first animes that I got into. When I was growing up, there were three cartoons that I absolutely loved. I would argue and fight and cry over the rope with my brothers because I, I wanted to watch these three cartoons. They were Scooby-Doo, Ed, Ed, and and Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Now, it's pretty obvious that Scooby-Doo and Ed and Nettie are the most similar. They're very episodic. They have a very simple goal. Scooby-Doo and the gang wants to catch the monsters. Uh, Ed and Nettie, they want to get quarters so they can get jawbreakers. You know, <laughs> plot lines and conflicts are resolved within 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But in Dragon Ball Z, it's a little different. And that goes into the tropes of anime. Because... Uh, I'll be the first to say that I don't really care who animates a show or if it's live action. It could be uh, animated in Japan. It could be live action in Chinese. It could be whatever, wherever. What matters to me is if it's good. But you can't deny 
the anime does have certain uh, tropes to it. It has archetypes. Like, for example, shonen anime, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was very different. It didn't have one... It didn't have a lot of one-episode stories. It had the Saiyan arc. I remember the Frieza arc was the first arc that I was really into. I wanted to see Goku beat Frieza. And I already knew that he would. Because I wasn't really... I was born at the time, I believe. I don't remember exactly when the Frieza arc was first coming out. But I was... Even if I was born, I was so young that I couldn't remember it. I was watching Dragon Ball Z reruns. By the time I saw Goku beat Frieza the first time, he had already hit Super Saiyan 3 in the Majin Buu saga. But I wanted to see it. Dragon Ball has just been a presence in anime culture from the beginning. It's arguably the most popular anime of all time. And also consider as well that Dragon Ball originally debuted, uh, the first episode aired February 26th of 1986. That anime has been with us basically through the entirety of modern animation. Yeah, and you can see a lot of uh, the tropes that you have today, specifically with stuff like shonen battle anime. How does Dragon Ball Z go? Well, there's a bad guy. And he does a bad thing. And Goku gets mad. And then Goku beats him up. That is functionally the plot structure, yeah. (laughs) That's functionally what happens for a lot of it. But you have to, you can dive deeper into it. When you see things like that, why is Goku mad? Goku's mad because he wants to protect his friends. He wants to protect his family and his home. And that's something that can really resonate with realistically anybody. And now you've got a very similar thing today with the popular show My Hero Academia. Why does Deku want to be a hero? Because he wants to protect people. Because he wants to be a good person. My Hero, like, I think, represents, like, I think is, it's not really the, I don't want to call it the modern Dragon Ball. I think I'd call it the new Naruto. It's the new, it's it's really good, and we'll, we'll come back to that later, but I think it resonates with young people and even people our age and older. Like, I think that what it does is it's, it's you have this relatable, interesting main character who has had a life of struggles, and now he's gifted with this all this power and responsibility. And I think it really it just shown in anime like what makes them unique is that they're all about growing up. They're all about coming into your own. And I think just now that we have this is this generation's Naruto, which Naruto, Dragon Ball, that's was that was it for us when we were younger. Exactly, and I, one of the things that I've really noticed. Is I believe this has something to do with just Japanese culture. It's that the target audience and a lot of the, uh, the main characters for stories in anime, they're in middle school to high school. They're a lot younger than like the, the target audience for more adult shows, more adult cartoons in the United States. Like, what's an adult cartoon in the United States that's popular? Bojack Horseman. What's it about? A depressed, alcoholic horse that was emotionally abused as a child, and now he's a... He's a washed-up TV star, and there's some really heavy themes in it. What's My Hero Academia about? Well, it's Japan's version of Marvel, if you really think about that it. That is a... There's... God, I didn't really think about that until you said that, but that is absolutely <laughs> right, and I hate you very yeah. much. Continue, please. <laughs> yeah, but... And I think that anime gets popular because it taps into that market, because everybody's young at some point. You know, I believe that the people will be able to accept that premise everybody's young and people they want to see i i feel like they want to see people their own age like doing stuff being important and really uh identifying with these themes of protecting your friends and having good relationships like in my hero academia and it taps into my 
millennial culture now as well. I think with our this age group specifically, like we're a lot more in tune to just wanting to be heard and like it's literally everywhere. And I think that's why just anime as a culture as we've grown up has been so popular because our generation has just been extremely loud from the get go. Not to mention, it's so much more accessible now than it was when Dragon Ball Z was coming. That out. is true. What was Absolutely. the anime? What was the anime that you watched? You watched Dragon Ball Z or whatever else Toonami put on. The internet. That was it. The internet blew it up. Like, the internet mm-hmm. blew anime yeah. up because you have access to it everywhere. Like, I could literally go online and find anything I wanted. It puts anime into kind of a, a free market kind of deal. Now, there is much less of a barrier to entry with the internet. Now, you can digest Japanese media with much less difficulty. You can go on Crunchyroll. You can go on other websites that aren't technically legal. Um, just exactly what I do. <laughs> we don't recommend that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely not. Steal theft is wrong. Don't be a Tristan. <laughs> we have morals at Mountain Meditations. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's, that's questionable, but don't 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 be a Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? Right. So it's easier to digest Japanese media than it ever was, and now that it. You know, I think that a lot of Western cartoons, they just aren't like ready to compete at that market. What's the market for My Hero Academia? Younger kids who like superheroes, there are young kids who like superheroes and they're in high school and they like their friends and everything. And I don't think there are a lot of cartoons that really represent that in a Western audience. Yeah. I think too, like I think now you have, I think the best Western example of tapping into that audience, like anime, like even in its art style, which is very like as Avatar, Avatar, the last airbender and legend of Korra, I think represent yes, probably the, absolutely. some of the best of Western animation on top of like appealing to that audience, young people, saving the world, wanting to be heard, like with all this responsibility, it really taps into that market very, very well. And that's that's not even putting, that's not even signifying the fact that Avatar The Last Airbender is just an amazing TV oh, yeah. show. Even if it was if it was the same script, live action, it would still be good. That's why if My Hero Academia, same script, live action, it would still be a good script. Sky high. Maybe they wouldn't, yes. That's my favorite my anime. So much. <laughs> Maybe, maybe as long as they didn't like really fudge up the fight scenes, because I understand that animating fight scenes versus choreographing them is so much different. Yeah. And I really couldn't tell you which one would be harder. There's, I don't know. It's they're, just a different ball game. It's just a different ball yeah. game. I'd say compare. they're both functionally equally complex, but you have the skill sets required to do either are like as polar from each other as can be. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like My Hero Academia, if it was live action, it would still be good. Now, just because an anime gets a live action adaptation doesn't mean it'll be good. I haven't watched it, but I'm sure a lot of people know about the Death Note live action Netflix series. If you guys want to talk about that. Okay, so I I'll saw t- it, actually. I'll, I'll touch on that, too. I'll let... Yeah. Chris is a less of, you know, not as big an anime fan as me, yeah. uh, being and then Tristan still a little bit more so than he is. But think about it like this. You can tell that a medium has grown increasingly popular when you are getting adaptations in different exactly. cultures, different audiences. For example, yeah. that movie is garbage. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think that movie is has any redeeming qualities. Shout out to Nat Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band making his grand debut in 2017. <laughs> but I, what the heck? But think about think about it like this: like you, when you have a media like 
I am kind of shaky on like here's adapting this story to like a Western audience, but at the same time, it shows how much of a market there is for this. And I think that it's as it's become more mainstream and less of like a social pariah to be an anime fan, like you've they that opens up this entirely new market, this entirely new audience who has never touched on it a day in their lives, and it eases more people in. Like as it's become less. Well, I guess socially acceptable quote quote isn't really the right way to phrase it, but it's it takes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 100% it, it takes like, accurate, the taboo off. Actually, I do. <laughs> I, I'm with him. Yeah, like, it is definitely so much more socially acceptable yeah. to really like anime. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed is that I really love movies, and more than that, I love the the technical aspects behind movies. I love cinematography. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, one of the awards I always thought of is like the bison scene. Yeah. And I know that makes me sound really pretentious. Like, oh, you learned one vocabulary word in that one film <laughs> class to you film. took in college. <laughs> and, now, and now you're just taking that run with it. And while that's true, I really do like bison scene. I mean, I, I, it's interesting to me to think about like the way a scene is set up and like ha- what makes things works. Why is this good? Why is this cut popular? Why is this cut artistic? And you can do the same thing with anime. There's a couple YouTubers that I liked before I really got into anime that wasn't just super popular mainstream stuff, like Super Eyepatch Wolf. He makes video essays about anime, about like why it's good. And I can really identify like just a lot of that stuff. It's like anime, it does have that technical artistic aspect it isn't it's definitely an art form it's not just an art form it's several different kinds of art form. and it's a very interesting perspective too like with that art form too and it's also it's like you get a like a really solid perception of an entire of a a country's culture through it like it's a very when you watch it like i this is the example i'm going to use the english dubs of animes when they come to the west that were intended for younger audiences and how they are edited and have a lot of that stuff removed because the idea the, funny, the funimation dub of one piece is this example that i the lollipop I hear for the cigarette the pokemon i think probably yeah. one of the most iconic ones is ash drops a rice ball down a hill and they refer to it as a jelly donut and i think the i think the idea here is I, the idea of trying to make it more relatable to western children though i don't though i feel like most things we don't give kids enough credit where credit is due we imply that they're like idiots when i feel like a 10 year old could probably like hack computer systems with a paper clip and a calculator uh like you but it's like at that point i think too like you just think anime is an art form like it's so stylized and like you have so many different possibilities even more that even than all the ones we've had there's still so much more to do and of course some things are going to be similar you're going to I think when any our medium of art, you can't really avoid things kind of being like something else. But I think you have such like framing, like Tristan was talking about, like you can frame scenes in animation. You can do all of that kind of stuff, that technical kind of camera work. I'm going to put it in quotes because it's animated. but And I think that really sets a tone for it as an art style and separates it apart because like it's so stylized. Like, and the animation is so like, is designed to be more dynamic and it's supposed to like inv- use more frames than say like a modern Western cartoon, not saying modern Western animation is bad, but it's 
you can see there's a lot more it's a different meta. It's a different it's it's a functionally different meta. Like you're playing there's so many different art styles, animation types like Western animation, I'll use Steven Universe as an example. It's not an ugly show, but it uses a very different form of animation. It uses a very different style than, say, My Hero, which uses a lot more frames and a lot more different uses of shading and dynamic movement that really separates it apart. I I wanted to talk about that, too, because, you know, from my perspective, I'm, you know, not a big anime person. an artist. But, yeah, I do have some sort of artistic sensibilities, and whenever just... He's an amazing artist. uh, Thank you. Probably the best. (laughs) Whenever, like, just looking at things, um, you you can tell that there is a difference, a heavy difference between, you know, anime and the more Western style. And it's... I've noticed that... the. the anime is is really good at making things look very pretty. For example, if you're watching um, what, like the Adult Swim shows, like you brought up, you know, BoJack Horseman and like Rick and Morty, um, like they're fun, and but it's like things are intentionally made to be sort of ugly. And I know that's Adult Swim's style, so it wouldn't really be fair to bring that up. But um, I, I think it's relevant here because. A lot of anime is just so beautiful. Like, that's why I, like, I'll look things up on YouTube. I don't even watch the show. And I'll just, like, go through and, and watch scenes just because they're so pretty and just so much fun to look at. Another, like, modern Western example I'm going to use to, to toot the Avatar horn again. Because, I mean, you can never not toot the Avatar horn enough. But of, Absolutely. So, think about this. Uh, have either of you watched the, the Netflix's The Dragon Prince, which was the lead writer of... Last Airbender worked on it. The uh, no. worked on it. He uh, I have not. It's so the animation budget you can tell is not very high. It's all CG, and you know CG is cheaper, of course, than paying artists animating frame right. by frame. So it's and it's you can tell even then their budget wasn't great. So it's like really kind of blocky and it moves kind of weird. And like you can mm-hmm. tell that it's. But again, you're back to what carries it is it's stylized it has a unique style all of its own it has unique writing characters world building and it goes to show you that style even if something isn't as animated as well as it could be like good writing and like stylization carries it bojack is like i'm not going to tell you like i think bojack is a well animated show i'm going to tell you it's a phenomenally well written and i think it covers a lot of like really unique topics that most animated shows don't go out of their way to do but i think it but like you style is everything i think if you have a unique something unique about it something that stylizes it like it sets it apart from other mediums it sets it apart from other things that are similar to it Mm -hmm. and and that style and the artwork is one of the most is one of the biggest reasons i enjoy anime now, if you ask anybody, I'm one of the least artistically talented people <laughs> to ever walk this earth. I'm impressed by a good-looking stick figure. I, I can't do that. I mean, some stick but, figures are hot, Tristan. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it even got me into reading manga because, like I was talking about, with that super eyepatch wolf guy, I he talked about he talks about not just anime but also manga and he shows like these panels in the manga and i just look at it and i see the detail in the drawings and they look so beautiful and so technical and even though i have all the artistic talent of an armadillo i i cannot possibly deny the work and the passion and the skill that goes into it it's amazing and i what i really like to do is i watch youtuber YouTube videos of the manga uh, 
mega writers working. And it's, it's hypnotizing. It captures me in such a way to see them put just the love and the detail into these tiny lines. I want to like watch Junji Ito, who makes horror manga, which is not a huge, a huge genre. I want to watch Junji Ito draw because the way he does it, it's so meticulous and so well done. It reminds me of well-made computer code. I'm a computer scientist, and something that's actually really attracted to me is really aesthetically and well-done computer code, because if you get all the nomenclature right, if your variables are defined really well, if you've got everything tabbed and indented perfectly, it just looks good. It looks so functional. I can look through it. I don't even need to read it. I can see where every what everything is just at a glance, and it's the same thing with the anime. I love the artwork. I abs I love the artwork, especially in, like, and you can really see it pay off in TV shows like My Hero Academia. I really love the fight uh, Deku against Todoroki at, during the sports festival. I love it when Deku like convinces Todoroki to use the firepower because it it looks powerful. It looks good. I want to just like pause it and just look at and then the anime. And just look at you have those the detail. Those moments too, it's good. like you it's have. So good. Uh, I'm gonna use that example again, and I'm gonna use another one. Small, small spoiler ahead. I'm gonna not avoid. I'm gonna avoid like talking about story specifics for anyone who doesn't want that. But in that fight scene, there's a scene where Todoroki moves his hand up like he's about to show through shoot the fire out, and the shading, the line work, the in that scene and in the manga as well, like that single motion is some of the most impressive animation I have ever seen. And another good example is there's a scene where the rescue Bakugo scene where he shoots up and they catch him. Some of that animation is unreal. It's some amazing use of shading, amazing use of just dynamic lighting. And it is just like, it's just very impressive to look at as well as just the experience of what you're watching. So is that what you guys would say that like originally drew you into anime? Um, well, you know. what originally drew me into anime was not the artwork. It was something else. And I, uh, I wanted to actually jump off onto that really quickly. So for a long time, I was a super like, I want to say like normie anime person. I watched the flavor of the month anime. I watched, you know, Dragon Ball Z, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man. These are really popular for mainstream people. You know, I wasn't like super into contemporary or seasonal anime, but then I watched, and this was the beginning of my descent, <laughs> my descent into the pit of anime. <laughs> I watched Mob Psycho 100. Oh, that shit is so good. Mob Psycho, it's, it's amazing. And not only did I love the soundtrack from Mob Psycho 100, which is another thing that we could definitely get into, but I loved the character of it. I loved just how, uh, how lifelike and realistic the characters felt because at the beginning, uh, Mob Psych Mob's uh, Mob's mentor Reagan Arataka. I hated him. I thought he was a scumbag. I thought he was taking advantage of Mob, and that he was just. I thought Mob should stay away from him. But as the show progressed on, I saw that even though Reagan was doing that, he wasn't a bad person because he was. He wasn't what I wanted. What I would have wanted, like if my son were in Mob's position, he's not what I would have wanted, but he was what Mob needed. He, Mob needed somebody like Reagan because Mob, just for a little bit of context, the point of the story is that it's a lot like One Punch Man. He is a psychic. He can use telekinetic, telekinetic powers and he is stronger than everybody. 
there's no one who could hold a candle to Mob. And he, he could take over the world if he wanted to. It wouldn't even be that difficult. If he really, really tried, it would be really easy. And Reagan tells him that he shouldn't just use his powers. Reagan tells him, your powers don't make you that special. It's your actions and your character that really make you. And I want to cite one scene specifically. Uh, there's a point where Mob is infiltrating a base of the bad guys in the series. And one of the bad guys is a woman. And she's also another telekinetic woman. And she's, she's fighting Mob. And Mob's not fighting back. He's just defending himself. And she pins him up against the wall. And she says, why are you fighting back? And Mob is crying. And it's so weird to see this basically demigod, all-powerful demigod of Mob crying while he's fighting somebody. And he says, my master Reagan taught me that men who go around beating up women are the scum of the earth. And I realize it's like Reagan is actually the best character that they could have designed. Because despite his shady business practices, despite uh, his kind of weird manipulative relationship with Mob, he is one of the most moral characters ever written. He reflects traditional morality. I feel that, yep. Yeah, I, would, I would agree with that too. And then, then again, if we're going back to like, and that's like what makes these shows so popular, that like you have, it is so possible like in animation to do like cover deeper themes and stuff like that. And in that show, like you have such ornate story-driven characters. And I think that that's something that sets anime apart is that animes are typically always, you have episodic ones, of course, but they're majority- right story-driven entities like they could be 22 episodes they could be 800 but like you have but like it's about the story it's about the adventure and like you have that and you have the ability to just create just such well-rounded deep characters because you have so long with them and Mm -hmm. like and it's trying to tell a story and i think that's part of what separates this genre from most other animation it's because you have I'm trying to think how I want to put it. Like you have such a, you just have like such a colorful cast of characters, and you you can do these characters can be anything you want them to be. And that scene that Tristan cited from Mob Psycho is like probably one of the best examples I can give you. Now another thing that I I'd like to touch on is this is music. Oh, God. You know, if only we had a musician here. If only we had a musician here. <laughs> the Eternal Soul. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris um, <laughs> Chris knows a guy, and I've never met this guy, but Chris knows this guy, Losing Soul. Oh, yeah, should I, should I get him on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the phone so, right now. <laughs> so every, you know, uh, there's a lot to talk about with soundscapes and sound design and everything from movies to TV shows, but I really think that a lot of anime really knock it out of the park. You know, good shows are good shows regardless of whether they're anime. And good soundtracks are good soundtracks, regardless of what language they're uh, sung in. Maybe I can't understand the words specifically, but I can see what they're trying to say. I'll cite Mob Psycho 100 again. Uh, On my YouTube playlist, I have the full theme for Mob Psycho 100's opening. And every time I listen to it, I am guaranteed to get a PR on the gym. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's over. I hit 400-pound deadlift because, you know, I was thinking about... Mob Psycho 100. That's how you do. And thinking about how great every, how great that show was and how it made me want to work hard and be a good person. Andrew, do you have a, a favorite soundtrack? Okay, so I do. Uh, I have 
three that I think are just I think have been like some of the pinnacle of anime soundtracks. All right, for this. mod for more newer anime, I would definitely say the soundtrack for My Hero Academia is phenomenal. It is it is probably one of the best anime soundtracks I've heard in recent anime. You say Run is also another PR song. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna say You Say Run is like the goat. If you if you even if you like have never heard of the the word anime, you probably know <laughs> You Say Run. <laughs> that stuff's pretty good. Exactly. But you have a uh, my favorite anime of all time. I'm gonna cite uh, Cowboy Bebop. Has phenomenal soundtracks. It is probably one of the most iconic opens openings in anime history. And Tank and like that such that stylized animated opening, you know, and like the soundtrack for the anime. It's like it's it's perfect. Like it brings everything together. And like it's and it shows how much love, care, and effort went into bringing it into existence. And I think that's just and the art. It's just, it's just like a package. Like you can't. Like the soundtrack, the art, you just get so much. Now, Andrew, to go to go into why anime is popular, you said Cowboy Bebop is your favorite anime. Yes. What initially drew you into that series? What what made it great in your eyes? Yeah. All right. So I think, oh God, it was on one of those like I remember like this is long into my anime days, and I think I was just like I was reading like I was just it was like one of those lists of like anime you should watch like eons ago and i right. i find i see that and i'm like okay i'll look into it and something about the aesthetic of it was what kind of caught me in like the whole like the space cowboy deal i felt like the western like it's very like it's a very it's two completely polar clashing concepts like bred together and i think that's what made it appealing attractive like it's you have you have so much going on and then like i started watching it and like the characters are so interesting. Like Spike is probably one of my favorite anime characters of all time. Just there's so much happening. He's so like, he's like they're so dynamic, and it feels like these characters are real and how they are written. And like this is the first anime I would recommend to anybody at this point. So okay. would you recommend that to like? Because I, I was actually going to bring this up as well for for someone who is not into anime or hasn't even watched it, like what would be your number one recommendation for someone who's new to it? Cause it, you know, this is the way it is with movies as well. Like you don't start someone off, um, you know, watching something that they're not really going to understand. So I feel like it should be the same in anime. Like you have to sort of warm them up to it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you five. I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better and I'll give you five. Okay. All right. So I think okay. there are, and they're all going to be more mainstream popular anime because I think just because it's mainstream doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You can create a toxic culture around something, which is, you know, I've been on the internet for more than 12 seconds. I've seen that happen. But so I think just where you want to start, I think in my personal opinion, there I have five. I'm going to like this. Get out your pens and papers. Yeah, this is this is this is going to be good. This is in no particular order. This is just off the top of my head. The first one I would recommend is my, okay. I would say My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia is a, kind of a unique shonen in of itself and it it takes shonen tropes which the moment you've watched like three shonen anime you're like oh i know exactly what they are <laughs> but you you get like it really is like an example of what makes anime great what makes anime accessible what makes anime fun i think it's a very good springboard to the dark tunnels that anime can take you down uh it's very very good and i think that the, you have well-written, relatable, unique characters, a unique world built around it. Like it's, it's like imagine if you're watching just a really long Marvel movie. If or just like to give you a very just simple example, and it's, and it's something like that. Like it's you just have that entire universe ahead of you. Second, 
All right, check that off my list. What's next? Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So there's a situation that happens sometimes when a manga and an anime are running together. If the manga, if the anime catches a little too close to the anime, they spring off and do like animated filler arcs, arcs that are just unique and silly, unique to the anime to functionally to kill time before so the manga can proceed to get ahead if they intend to follow the manga directly. So Full Metal Alchemist caught up with the manga functionally immediately and they ended up just creating its own unique story. So later down the road they reanimated it as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood which is a literal follow of the finished manga and I can that is probably another extremely accessible well-known, like, functional anime that I would absolutely recommend. Again, you have these deep, unique characters, this phenomenal world-building. And I think, like, it's it's a thing that I think that non-anime fans, if it imagine if it was, like, a live-action show when it first came out, it would be just as appealing. And I think that would definitely right. be number two. If you haven't, I would definitely do that. Third... All right, what's number three? Right, so number three, I would absolutely recommend Cowboy Bebop. Uh, like Cowboy Bebop is, I I don't feel like I have to, it's both my favorite and also very generally and accessible and it's a very unique. For the record, I've only ever heard good things about Cowboy Bebop. So I would, I'd watch that. Like it's, it's an example of incredibly like well-drawn animation, like, and you have of like its time period. Like think about like nineties stylized animation. And, like, you have, like, because I believe it, it's late 90s, it was 97, 98. And, like, it's all hand-drawn. All of the motion is all hand-drawn, everything. It's beautiful. Like, and then on top of that, like, it's it's just storytelling. It's It tells, like, kind of a story, but it's, like, very episodic as well. It's an example of an episodic. So it's very relatable to a Western audience, someone who's watched Western cartoons who would be able to... So they'd be, like, more episodic while kind of carrying a dynamic kind of background story. At the same time. Yeah. It's... Okay. All right. Number four? Yeah. So number four, if I had to pick, I think I would definitely recommend... God, there's some shonen I would try and avoid with my entire life. I think if you're looking for long-term anime, I think that Naruto is... One Piece. One Piece. And I would actually go with Naruto at first. The reason okay. I would say One Piece is just a lot in itself, and it is extremely daunting with how long it is. Naruto, I think, is a very good anime to watch, or manga to read, whatever you want to do. You do you, boo. But it's... <laughs> the reason I would say Naruto is one that you, you should... You know what? I grew up watching Naruto. That was, like, my thing in middle school. Me and my brothers. Saturday, we'd watch the new episode of Naruto. I've seen a lot of people hating on Naruto recently, ever since it ended. And I'm not okay with it because I went back and watched some episodes. It's a good show. It, Naruto, the thing I think what too is it's a very, it's still I want not necessarily simple, but it's a very the plot premise, the early generic premise of the show is very easy to follow, and it's and you follow this character and as he grows, and it's a very good example of just like a basic shonen anime that is I think that has its unique charm, unique characters, and it like that I think carries its own weight and has very has some like really deep scenes some like some excellent fight scenes some care and like, it's I would say it's probably one of the most accessible anime of all time because you see I'm not going to put 
I've like for intro to anime, like everybody would say watch Dragon Ball. I feel like Dragon Ball for someone who has never seen anime in their life is way too much. I think you're really throwing them to the wolves with Dragon Ball. Like it's super fun, it's popular, but I think like it's not what I would show somebody to try and get them interested in the genre at all. I'd say right. when you're like when you're good and ready, come back and watch this absolute beautiful dumpster fire that is the glory that is that is Dragon Ball. Like it's all right. Number five, last one. Make it count, Andrew. All right, so fifth, I'm trying to think. I've been thinking of anime that are, like, not necessarily mainstream, but something that's more, like, you know, story-driven. Like, you so, like, because you have, we've talked about it just, like, a bunch of, like, shonen battle anime. We've talked about that. So, like, Mm -hmm. and that's not the only genre of, like, of anime, too. I think if you're looking for something that's just kind of crazy and out there and, like, more anime like anime i think for a comedy i would definitely personally recommend konosuba as well like i i really enjoyed that show as a whole and i think it's just it's because it's konosuba is an adventure i haven't even heard of this before can you explain it to me so it's it's basically premise this dude dies and he ends up in like this magical realm and he's surrounded by characters that are just like these goddesses like he gets thrown into that kind of thrown to the wolves and it's Basically, this band of complete misfits mm-hmm. trying to like save the world. Only they're terrible at it, and like they're they're just god awful human beings, and like possibly <laughs> yeah, every aspect. Just possible. They're just it's a so, meme. Like, like the entire anime is a meme, and that's that's kind of what sells it. And I think just sometimes like you have it's it's not a battle anime. It's it's comedy. Yeah, it's, it's entirely You're supposed to laugh. supposed to be comedy. But I think. And then, yeah. and uh, it's it's a it's a genre right now called isekai. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I s e k a i, and basically the whole premise is social loser, shut in, neat, gets killed somehow by like getting hit by a truck, and then they are reincarnated in a fantasy world. So there's this guy named Kazuma, and he gets hit by a tractor, but the tractor doesn't hit him hard enough to kill him. But he goes into shock and dies because he's a loser. And then I'm <laughs> so he gets Same. he gets reincarnated by this goddess named Aqua, and she gives him a deal. It's like you can pick any one of these cars, and it'll give you just some overpowered ability or super broken item, and only you can use it. And you save the world from this demon king. And the whole point is for it to be funny. You're supposed to laugh at this. You don't take it too seriously. It's not a shonen battle anime. Cosma is never going to power up and be the big bad guy he always was. He's always going to be kind of a loser. You have, um, and like, too, like, I think just, like, once you, like, there's these are pretty good, in my opinion, like, starter, like, shows. Like, I think this, the, the, that list I gave you was more tailored to people who have never watched an anime in their lives. I tried to... Right. I tried to make, tried to not just pick all shonen battle anime as well, because I think, like, and then, but then, like, as you go, like, they're also going to be slice of life animes, like, uh, like the Kobayashi's Dragon Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I'm ashamed to say I watched that one. I've I have also seen a little bit of it. But then you have like the melancholy of Haruhi Sazumiya. You have Anohana, which is an emotional roller coaster, by the way. That's Jesus. That anime uh, did me an F up. But it's <laughs> then but then, then you just have more popular like you have tr- uh, studio trigger animes which are just wild rides on themselves. This is, we're talking about Gurren Lagan. We're talking about Kill a Kill, Space Patrol Luloco, like, and Little Witch Academia. Uh, you just have, like, this whole, like, just, like, world in front of you. And, like, there's 
basically there's so many different genres, so many different styled animes, like, and like you have like just kind of like this entire buffet before you. And like, it's really, you can find something that fits your interest. I've never found, been able to not find an anime that I find interesting or is in a genre or like a subject that I find unique, interesting or fun. Like it, it just kind of covers everything. Yeah. Uh, so right. unfortunately we're uh, running out of time right now, so we're going to have to wrap things up. Uh, thank you to our guest, the anime enthusiast, Andrew. Give him a hand, everybody. Yeah. Thanks I for coming on the he show. He took time out of his busy schedule. <laughs> go, go, man. And, um, yeah, thanks as usual to uh, Tristan for being my co-host. And this has been Hell yeah. Mountain Meditations. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.